0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Wayward Movie Servers. Uh, reaction and review to the Karate Kid franchise. Uh, we're now into Cobra Kai territory. It's uh, a TV show. It's going to be very, much, much different than what we've done before. I'm Sid, and uh, joining me today is Marley Andrews, who's going to help me. Uh, she scratched my balls I scratch her balls you know <laughs> like in, in, in Cobra Guy I wasn't sure if that was digital. I can also believe that
1: <laughs> it's a mutual love we have for for the show for yeah. each other so yeah. we're ready to go <laughs>
0: Yeah, that guy was hilarious though like the stereotypical like Arab guy like come on let's, let's bring it you know
1: yeah.
0: how are you how are you doing Marley
1: I, I'm doing good the sun has been out this week and like I just get so happy when it's like spring is here. And also too, I've been, I bought some really cool, badass plants, so I'm really excited to let them thrive. But yeah, no, it's
0: doing good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The sun's out. I'm loving it. Um, I get to go on my trip in two weeks. Uh, well, yeah. one week, actually, <laughs> it's going to happen yeah. next week. So, um, you know, that's a good segue into like uh, how we're going to like do the show. To, um, so yeah, Cobra Kai in review. Uh, Is going to be just a little bit different than what we've done before. We're going to react and review to the first two seasons of Cobra Kai. And then um, after the last episode of the Rewind on Sunday, the 29th, we're going on a little bit of a hiatus for a week just to, uh, you know, I don't want to do any editing. I don't want to worry about uploading anything. So uh, I'm going to spend a week. There won't be any uploads, but we'll come back on May 13 and review three and four. And also, I'm going to be in LA for an event called Cobra Kai Live and Badass, where the Woo-hoo! cast the cast and crew are going to be at this event, including Ralph Macchio. I just like...
1: Iconic. <laughs>
0: I, I never believed in my wildest dreams I'd ever meet Ralph Ma- Well, I don't know if I'm going to meet Ralph, Ralph Macchio, but like to actually like, oh my God, th- he's real. <laughs> I know.
1: It's like your childhood hearing. you're like,
0: hi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, there's going to be stunts. There's going to be music. And there's gonna be a sneak peek of season five of Cobra Kai, which I'm I I hope you get to see it, Marley, because I do want to talk about. <laughs>
1: and I'm like, you lucky ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. like I don't want to be the only one talking about season five on the, <laughs> yeah, right, on the- right, right. but yeah, but like not only Rob, Rob Machio, um, William Zabka, Martin Cove, who play Johnny Lawrence and uh, Sensei Kreese respectively, uh, Robbie Keane's gonna be there, Sam LaRusso. Um, the new the the little Cobra Kai kid who's in season um, four which I don't remember his name I'll remember his name eventually once we get there um Dimitri is going to be there which is going to be sick I like Dimitri um Sholo and Hawk um what was his name I have his name here uh Jacob Jacob Bertant is not going to be at the event which is sad because you know uh Sholo is my boy I love him um but no, everyone else is there. So it's cool. I think the creators are also there too. So it'll be, it's going to be an interesting night because I don't know what to expect. They just say, they just say on like this advertising, like, you're, the cast is going to be there. There's going to be live music, stunts. And I'm like, what could this be exactly? Like, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen or heard of anything like this before. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle that.
1: Especially too, cause like, there's a lot, like a lot of the cast is going to be there too. So it's like, obviously you can do Q and A for as long as you can, but then also too, like it's a whole day, like just for them. So I'm, I'm curious to hear what you report back and just about your experience.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious too. I hope there's a photo op. Like, I hope we get to have pictures. I would pay money for that.
1: <laughs> like that would
0: be <laughs> sick, but um, if not, that's cool. I, I have, I have seats very close. So the, I get to you get to feel their presence very close up and i get yeah. to see it. i get to see rob machio dude i had like a crush on him as a kid
1: <laughs> you're gonna be like i love you
0: <laughs> yeah and he still looks the same you know he's like <laughs> amazing
1: he aging like fine wine just you just do you boo boo <laughs> yeah.
0: well you know like respect to williams kid too because he doesn't look too bad as well for sure yeah um but no, like we're gonna talk about that event on May 13, and um, yeah, like it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. We're gonna oh oh yeah, we're gonna rank uh, Cobra Kai on the episode on the 13th. So yeah, uh, do you have any questions about that, Marley? I mean, I, I told you in the pre-show, but like anything else you no. want to say about that?
1: I'm just excited to finally get to Cobra. I feel like because that's what we mutually had bonded on first, and then we were like, oh yes, no, we love the Karate Universe. So I'm just excited that we finally just get it to go into the 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 source of our, our love that we bonded over. So exactly. I'm just ready to talk and just get into the show.
0: Yeah, I'm ready to talk too. But before we do, I want to remind the Wayward Artists that this is Wayward Movie Surfers. Where each and every Saturday, we react to movies, trailers, uh, video games, the whole works of all the entertainment that we love. Um, just recently, I reacted to the new Thor trailer, Thor Love and Thunder, which Taika Waitiki is amazing. Oh my God, I love I love Taika Waitiki so much and- like just seeing that trailer was just like, uh, I'm, I'm in.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely! And the way you broke it down too, like how you're like, uh, like going through the scenes and stuff. Yeah, no, there's so much hype behind that movie.
0: Yeah, not to go off topic, but have you seen oh. our, our 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 flag means death, which was made by Taika, well produced by Taika Tiki. Um, mm-hmm. it's on HBO Max, and all you gotta know is Taika Tiki's in it, and he's Blackbeard. Whoo, gay pirates, man. Like they're all gay. Okay.
1: No, I love it. Okay. I actually been looking for a new movie. So I probably will watch that tonight.
0: Well, it's a TV show. So you'll have episodes. Oh, the TV out. show. Ooh, yeah. Even better. <laughs> Just there's one season, all the episodes are out. It's amazing. It made me laugh so much. But um, I digress. Uh, we're going off topic. <laughs> um, so yeah, catch that. Catch the rewind every Sunday on uh, our YouTube channel. Uh, we're still not at uh, 100 subscribers yet, but we're getting there slowly but surely. So please subscribe so we can get custom URL so we can shorten this part of the 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 rigmarole. And then support us on audio services everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything with a cast at the end, we're there, including Facebook podcasts. So if you want to argue with your QAnon grandma in the comments section of her anti-mask posts, you can do that while listening to the show. And then you can support the show on patreon.com slash waywardworldpodcasts, where at the dollar level, you can buy me something off the dollar menu at McDonald's or at the $5 above level, you can help support the show by getting exclusive perks and goodies, including episodes early, newsletters uh hangouts and possibly being a guest on the show so go to patreon.com slash where we podcast shout out to jared petty for being my podcast dad and taiko atiki too get, for being the fucking handsome daddy <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway i I, probably,
0: I won't be thirsty uh, anymore because like most of these people <laughs> on the show so let's stop <laughs> uh cobra kai cobra Kai released may 2nd 2018 so it's birthday's coming up happy birthday cobra kai <laughs> <laughs> uh it first released on youtube premium formerly known as um what well, well it used to be released on youtube red form which is currently called youtube premium uh and now it's on netflix uh it acquired Netflix when it was releasing uh season three they ran out of production funds and they just they straight up cancelled it youtube and then Netflix picked it up and they picked it up for the third season that it was supposed to air on uh youtube premium and um released um season four, just a couple months ago. Um, it was created by Josh Held, John Huritz, and Hayden Schlossberg. Uh, John and Hayden are both credited to creating the uh, Harold and Kumar franchise. And I think Josh Held is, um, he created a hot tub time machine. I could be wrong. So lots of comedy in this thing like makes sense but um very interesting very interesting duo and it's the the series um uses characters from the Miyagi-verse the Karate Kid universe that was created by Mark uh uh, Robert Mark Robert Kamen oh my god I almost already forgot his name hold on wait uh Robert Mark Kamen yeah yeah yeah, I did I did say it right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so it's based in the Karate Kid Miyagi-verse and features the return of William Zabka, Ralph Macchio, and Martin Cove as Johnny Lawrence, Daniel LaRusso, and John Kreese, respectively. Along with newcomers, Xolo uh, Marduena, I think that's how I, you say it, sorry, mm-hmm. solo, Um, as Miguel Diaz, Tanner Buchanan as Robert Robbie Keane, Mary Mouser as Samantha LaRusso, Jacob Bertant as Eli Moskowitz, AKA Hawk, And Peyton List as Tori Nichols. Uh, During their, so yeah, this show takes place probably like 30 years. Like, it's like, this is the first karate, like, the first time the, like, at least the main cast of the Karate Kid have, like, been together since Karate Kid 2, like, specifically um, Zabka, Mashio, and Cove, like, in the same, like, movie uh of course ralph machia and Cove. we know they're in karate kid part three and not spoilers of who who's going to show up later we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about three and four season right, four right. Yet, but we, we know who it is um it follows um kind of the lineage of the la russos and um, um Lawrence's kid too robbie keen along with uh, other characters and it takes place in california as it were um, I got some fun facts for you here, Marley. Um, I'm so ready. Yeah, During the original Karate Kid shoe, late director John Avildsen shot hours of to- tournament footage from multiple angles. The crew behind Cobra Kai searched the studio vault and found a ton of never-before-seen clips, which they were able to introduce into the series via, via flashbacks. One of them includes Zabka's real-life mom, who was in the stands in different angles that went unseen until 2018. Uh, Ralph Moshio told Uproxx, there are three brand-new angles of the famous crane kick, so um, by the way, I'm getting all this from IMDb. It's kind of cool that they're reusing footage. Like there's a lot of flashbacks in this show, which uh, I will talk about that here in just a second. But um, yeah, there was definitely some different perspectives uh, from the like the found footage that they had. Uh, well, not found footage, but like from the movie that, you know, like how did they get that? They, the movie they, The movie came out already. How do you have new footage that we've never seen before? Right, right. right. Yeah. And then the other one was the headband that Daniel wears when he decides to train karate again is the actual headband from the Karate Kid from 1984. It was given to Ralph Macchio after the completion of the first film, along with his yellow car. He got it after um, completion of the first film. So the car in the TV show, that's his car that he got from
1: 1984. Ah, I love that so much.
0: And then uh, kind of a cute one here, um, Sholo. Uh, the actor who plays Miguel, revealed in an interview that before they filmed his character's first kiss with Samantha on screen, Mauser told him uh, she prefers not to kiss someone for the first time on camera and would rather get the heebie-jeebies out of the way by kissing each other off screen before they start filming. (laughs) He said he got really nervous and started popping breath mints. Then as he leaned in to kiss her, Mauser whispered very timidly, Solo, I'm nervous. You are like a brother to me, which really made it awkward for him.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Because <laughs> he's already nervous about it,
0: he's like. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to say that. Now, now he's right. just picturing. Um, this one, I, th- I thought it was really cool. And um, maybe now, e- every time you're going to watch it now, you're going to like pay attention. Uh, Miyagi-Do students wear blue clothes while Kobukai's C- wear red. Whenever either student is caught in a conflict between the two dojos, they're wearing both colors or a combination of the two so the moment i read that i was yeah. like i yeah i saw it like uh, i started seeing like oh like so and so they're obviously wearing all black then i look at his shoes i'm like oh, his shoes is red he's wearing red shoes yeah. <laughs> he's a guy um which is kind of interesting
1: yeah it makes me think of a particular scene that they're in the mall in a showdown which i'm like yeah okay yeah i do see that
0: yeah it's like blue or like things that have blue in them like, uh, I know, like, the mall scene in uh, season two, uh, Dimitri was wearing like a shirt. It was kind of pink, but also it had blue stripes. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It's like that hint, like, just a little bit.
0: Yeah. It, it, which I just, I think that's, that's so cool. That's so, that's like an attention to detail, which I think like the show has a lot of. But um, why don't you talk about that, Marley? Like, what do you, like, let talk about first how you came across Cobra Kai. And then what do you think of, yeah, how did you come across Tobikai? Let's start there.
1: Yeah, so I had seen a couple different things, like YouTube clips, because at that point, if I remember right, you had to pay for mm-hmm. the for the access of the show. So I didn't actually watch it until season, um, technically season one, and two, and then it was right before season three was coming out. So essentially when it moved over to Netflix. And then that's essentially when I was like, do-do-do, and I fell instantly in love with it. Um, I already loved the Karate Kid franchise, so it was easily for me to get right into it. But um, it was weird because the minute I started I didn't stop. Like, it was like watching it day, night. I'd watch an episode in the morning, go to work, come back, watch it in the night. Like, it was just, like, on repeat for me because I just, I loved the humanity that it brought to these characters that we didn't really get to see. Like, obviously, it was just the one movie um, specifically with, um, not Daniel. Oh, my gosh, my mind is blanking right now. With that. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah. And so it was really cool to see it at a different angle. And also too, like speaking of the footage um, that you're talking about, the op- the opening scene of um, Cobra Kai is just all about that at different angles. So it was like, whoa, is this like, did they reshoot this? Was like a double, like how did this go in? So, yeah, no. So I came across it that way. And then essentially I just started spreading it to all my friends. I was like, you need to watch this. Do you need to watch this? Do you need to watch this? Do you need to watch this? And just has grown from there.
0: Yeah. I first heard about this and... I was a little bit confused. I thought like when YouTube Red was premiering, in my mind, I thought, oh, uh, it's a marketing thing. Like uh, William Zabka and Ralph Macchio are just coming together and they were doing like a skit of like, what if Johnny Lawrence was like the bad guy, like the good guy and Danny LaRusso was the bad guy. And I wasn't really attracted to that idea (laughs) too much. I just thought like, oh, okay, this doesn't really do anything like, oh, they're just, Reuniting, I think that's cool. Um, I think one day I tried YouTube Red um, just out of the blue. I don't remember what incentivized it. I kind of, I think I wanted to not have ads anymore on my YouTube channel, YouTube okay. videos, and and then I was like, oh, okay, like I have access to uh, Cobra Kai, and it, I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. They had the first two episodes. This was back when they were releasing it like one by one by one rather than netflix approach of like let's release the whole season all together and when i saw it like the first two episodes i was like this is actually way better than i had ever like imagined this they're taking it seriously (laughs) (laughs) because like the angle is there like honestly you feel bad for um uh, johnny lawrence like Mm -hmm. in those first two episodes and yeah daniel is such a fucking douchebag (laughs)
1: He is and it's crazy because like you go from like I love him so much and you want him to succeed and like you've seen him with uh Miyagi and like the ups and downs and then you're like wait what the fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> like you you've excelled a lot in your life like uh career wise family wise but then you're like why why are you like this now and then it's like it just intrigues you like that to want to watch more
0: yeah and i think like upon watching it a couple times like it's really interesting um how Daniel kind of lost his way. It seems like in a lot of ways, like there, there's a lot of decisions that he makes throughout this whole show that definitely go against what Miyagi taught him. And Mm -hmm. I think what this show does really well is like they showed both these characters that we love, like as flawed. Like Daniel certainly uh, is not the bad guy. Like for, (laughs) like by all means, like yeah, sure he's a douchebag, but like he's not the bad guy. But he's also not the good guy. You know, he, he definitely has a lot of flaws that he, you know, <laughs> 30 years later, you'd think he would like, l- remember what Miyagi taught him, but you know, he's doing exactly the opposite of everything that Miyagi's t- ever taught him. Um, whereas, you know, Johnny Lawrence is like, Johnny Lawrence is a really good example of what Miyagi said about, um, carrying hatred, you know, one, uh, like, uh, in part two, where he says a man who has hatred in his heart, living, uh, a much worse um, fate than death and his life like crumbles like yeah he's not there for his son Robbie and um, he's an alcoholic and he's kind of racist <laughs> in the beginning too which mm-hmm. is like oh it makes it kind of makes you uncomfortable a little bit actually how much racism
1: he oh my gosh yeah the first scene when Miguel's introduced he's just like oh where you got our, what? Did, oh, what is the quote that he says he's like I'll go, um, where'd you move from? And he's like, we're from here. And he's like, oh, well, if you guys need to go back to uh, where you're from or something like that. And I was like, oh, we're just we're just going right into it. Okay, okay.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like he,
1: he definitely has hints that like, and it's interesting too, because like the more uh, Miguel gets comfortable with him, the more he starts to slowly correct him. Cause it's like kind of a, like weird boundary of like, I don't really know you, but now I do know you. And now it's like, mm, that's not okay. That's okay, Sensei.
0: Yeah. And- let's go let's just go right into like season one since we're like talking yeah, about it I like, like uh, season one of Cobra Kai is very interesting it sets a lot of things up I think they were definitely trying to play it safe with season one and trying to mm-hmm. um uh get people used to the idea of this show and like get you get you used to these characters like I don't feel like they go fully crazy <laughs> like they kind of do uh later on in a couple of seasons even, even yeah. in season two it gets insane but um season one is very tamed but also it really honors Karate Kid like it really respects this franchise in a way that like the next Karate Kid honestly didn't really Mm -hmm. um it uses and it's also respectful for new audiences too because like the amount of flashbacks in here (laughs) is like kind of crazy but then like you realize that there's probably a lot of kids who have never seen Karate Kid you know, like, is it? It's an '80s movie. It's an old movie, and a movie that really hasn't made um, any pop culture. Like, it hasn't resurfaced. I mean, like, if you want to count the Jaden Smith thing, by the way, Will Smith is the producer of the show. Just crazy to think uh, about. Yeah, I don't I know, know. How
1: did I not know that?
0: <laughs> it says his name on there. I haven't done research to see if it's the Will Smith, but like, it would make sense. I think he had something to do with it, with this show, okay. and like, you know, with the other the remake karate kid like being a thing but um yeah it respects its characters a lot and even and and they kind of like they kind of like do things with the characters where you're like you know we always talked about in the in the movies how um oh they're doing this to children this is kind of weird don't you think like real life people wouldn't act like this right and it's true like do they do some of the stuff that like in the 80s like when um, johnny lawrence is beating up those kids he goes to jail like
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it reminds he at the time where he finally gets set up and he's going on the dates, and he's like yo yeah my job totally good for it and she's like oh i love that and he's like yeah this kid spoke out of line so i took an elbow to his face and she's like what the fuck <laughs> like, exactly whoa, whoa, whoa that's not cool
0: <laughs> yeah and it's really interesting because um We're kind of used to that chaos. And there are a couple of characters in the show, like Amanda LaRusso. Um, I didn't write down the actress who plays her, but I think she's pretty well known. Amanda LaRusso, um, Daniel's wife, who is kind of like the audience in this instance, who's like kind of looking at it the way we look at it, like Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso, these 50 year old men who had a rivalry about karate in Reseda, California, like when they were teenagers. Now they're like they're rekindling that flame and she's sitting there like damn guys chill okay it's it's very interesting
1: we definitely like the one thing that I wrote about her is that she has the best one lines especially in season one where she just calls out like right here episode 10 I wrote Amanda's always speaking the truth no one wants to hear (laughs) like and when no one wants to listen like she always is just kind of like yeah don't do that and then she just walks away and you're like Oh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't do that. No, she I it's fun. I really like her, her character a lot. And I feel like the more into the seasons, we're not going to talk about today. I feel like she just kind of you get to see a lot more of her like girth. So it's kind of cool. I don't know. I've always liked her.
0: Yeah, I I enjoyed her too. I really enjoy her like her story later on because like, not to spoil it, but like she kind of gets into the madness with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, yes. <laughs> like in a similar way like the audience does too but like um not to go too far into that um Miguel man I love Miguel so much like Miguel like his introduction he's such a sweetheart um he has such a glow up though like I'm just like I saw uh, like always seeing him in like this first few episodes of season one just how much he's glown up like the face and like the arms and like he's buff like he 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 definitely has a go up but like he's such a good character and i i enjoy him a lot too
1: i do too i think um this is no bash to like euphoria or anything but it's kind of nice to see because a lot of the actors when they started were i think 18 or 19 like they're roughly pretty young and mm-hmm. so i feel like it's cool to see that you can like see them age especially daniel Sun. why can't i think of his name right now anthony um, anthony yes like you just see him like grow throughout the show so i i always like that as like a as a viewer because then i'm like oh my gosh yeah yeah like you're, it's like you're going with them mm-hmm. um but i definitely think one of the things that's like a key thing for me with cobra kai is that you really get to take this adventure with miguel and get to see how the influence of someone who has taken these life lessons and hasn't really ended up in the best spot and then is relearning them with this person so it's like you're finding the independence of this character but also too you get to see the conflict that he goes through with his head and battling what's right and what's right and then what he feels is good in his heart so it's I just he's one of my favorite absolutely
0: yeah he's great and like you know uh, battling with what's right like that's Johnny Lawrence's whole arc like reviving Cobra Kai is such a an interesting thing because that, Cobra Kai was the source of all his, well, one of the sources we learn of all his like childhood traumas. And, you know, like we learn about his mom um, and, you know, his stepdad. His name is Sid, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, take offense, <laughs> I take offense to that. But, you know, Ed Asner's playing it, rest in peace. Um, so I I totally mind that. He, Ed Asner, very popular, famous comedian who also was Carl in Up. Um, yeah, he was Sid's, uh, he's johnny lawrence's stepdad and um yeah we learned he just hasn't have a good childhood and it's interesting that he brings back cobra kai specifically the thing that hurt him the most like he's trying to make something good out of it because he i think he believe. i think deep down at least like in the first two seasons anyway he believes that the lessons that cobra kai taught like truly did help him and he like you probably thought like the, the the thing that was wrong about Cobra Kai was John Kreese and mm-hmm. uh, his way the way of the fist and um it's interesting because like Daniel doesn't see that he thinks right off the bat seeing Cobra Kai for the first time by the way like talking about like having hatred in your heart and stuff like that uh you know Daniel had a good life before he <laughs> He saw Cobra Kai. Like he could have just totally ignored Cobra Kai being a thing and just live on with his life. But like he had to get into it. He had to like interfere into all that. Right. And like he had to rekindle that fire. I feel like he started it, if anything. <laughs> and <laughs> and oh yeah, what I was gonna say is like that just goes against like what Miyagi was teaching him. Like, I don't think Miyagi would have wanted him to like conflict with Johnny and maybe hear him out, you know. And, because like there's a reason why he brought it back, and it seems like the people in uh, Johnny's class were relatively good people until you know later on in the season, uh, like in the episode. Well, not in this season specifically. Later on, I think Johnny even realized that like some of the uh, sensei Kree stuff was coming out, like the no mercy, the fighting dirty, and stuff like that. Like he was seeing it in his students, and that kind of a light bulb in his head like came out, I'm like wait a minute, this is, um, this, this seems very familiar.
1: Yeah, well, and I think too, it's like both Johnny and Daniel are very much vindictive characters to an extent. Like, I feel like because no one's necessarily had to like challenge them because ultimately whatever decisions they made ended up where it's, well, this is right, this is what I feel and no one's gonna challenge me on it. So I feel like because of that habitual um, behavior that's created, the re- when they see each other and they start to clash again, it's like, oh, no, no, no. Remember, I thought Pilgrim Kai was, this is, it's done, it's over, it doesn't need to be. And Johnny's always wanted to have that like moment of like, no, you were wrong. Like I was the one that was in the right and you, you're you the one that took this all away from me. So it's like, it, because they've never really had to be challenged by, and, and again, I don't know about the, there's been 30 years since past, but this is just me assuming like they've just been in a place to where like, it's always been their way or the highway almost. And so it's interesting to see like, just this one encounter how it just slowly starts to like just chip at this um they're like at their um, confidence and this uh place that they're both in at their life and so I just it's interesting to see it because they one of the things that I love that they both do with their characters is that they really bring back the essence of Johnny and Daniel when they're 17 and 18 like it just mm-hmm. really just embodies that and you're just like looking at it down too because just like you said like they're like what in their 40s 50s 50s now? Yeah, 50s. And so it's just kind of crazy that they're like, what you doing? (laughs) Like you have a successful auto business. You do not need to be going back in trying to take down this small karate dojo." But I mean, it is like it wouldn't be without Cobra Kai. And so it's just I just love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I yeah, moving on from that, like is so important to like their relationship later on because there are moments, specifically in season two, where you know the truce where they're at the, the, the little Mexican restaurant and they're having a beer and they're like, they, they actually talk. Like even, uh, when, when Daniel's, um, cousin, I, I forget his name, but like his cousin brings those motorbikes oh. and like, um, destroy, Louis, Louis. Louis Louis. Yeah. Uh, cousin Louis destroys, um, uh, Johnny's car, which is like crazy. Like, Oh my God. You, escal- <laughs> you escalated like a dick on the billboard to like, yes, I'm going to destroy this man's life. I'm going to st- destroy his car and light it on fire and, you know, possibly kill so many people, you know, yeah. but, You know, um, even in that moment where Daniel's picking out a, like him or picking out a car and they're sitting there and they're listening to the same music like they bond. But then like once that little rivalry kind of like chips in in there, it's just like we're back to hating each other again, which it's interesting how, I think like the one thing that Cobra Kai kind of has a fault a little bit for me is how people flip-flop sometimes, um, very suddenly, like specifically season one, Miguel was like totally an asshole to Sam, which is like, you know, it's part of, um, Johnny's training and the way Johnny was taught, like being ruthless and all that. Um, but it also just, like, it, there was no buildup to, like, him being so angry at Sam. Like, she, he didn't even give her a chance to, like, talk, which, like, it, it never really, like, it was never really established that they were having, like, communication issues. It was, like, the, just this one instance where, you know, there was a little bit of a confusion. And, like, you know, that's the story of Cobra Kai. There's just one little misunderstanding turns into, like, uh, people just beating the shit out of each other. Um, yeah. Like, back up. Like,
1: i'll go I, I'll, oh, I, I was I, just I gonna say
0: it makes me kind of hate miguel just a little bit i'm like no miguel i want to love you man and i do I, I do love miguel
1: yeah no i i agree and that's um, also too the things that i have here um regarding daniel and robbie like daniel is so quick to just cut robbie off like he's like oh mm-hmm. you didn't mm-hmm. tell me that was your dad never get it in my house and i'm like he's a kid like he is a kid and even amanda in the next uh episode is just like he didn't tell you because you are scared, like, get your shit together now, and then he's fine, and then, because Robbie decides to take, he's like, your daughter's drunk, I'm scared, you know, like, let me take her to the one place, I know we're gonna be safe, and we'll deal with it in the morning, and then, like, because, like, he doesn't even give him the benefit of the doubt, he just give him one to speak, it's just, like, in those moments, it reminds me of freaking Daniel in uh, Karate Kid 3, where I'm just, like, I cannot root for you right now, I'm so mad at you, because it's just, like, it's taking that context of his character of just how quick, quick uh, to judgment he is, and just um, there's a word that we use for him that he's very um, hothead. Hothead. There we go. Yes, and he just goes right into it, and it's just like, God damn it, Daniel, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And it's funny too because it's just like you would think as adults and as people who are really influencing these these teenagers that are growing up that you would have that moment to like just relax. But again, this is the universe of the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, like especially these two characters with Johnny and Daniel what what more would you expect
0: (laughs) exactly and to an extent excuse me it's like kind of honoring like the Karate Kid franchise in a way like Mm -hmm. these like little things like not just the character personalities but also like a lot of the references that go on in the show like specifically in season one where it's just like oh uh, such and such as a callback like um I wrote down in a, a scene reminiscent of when Mr. Miyagi kicked uh Johnny and his friend's asses. Johnny beats the shit out of these minors in a timed honor tradition of being the fuck out of children, you know, <laughs> you know? so it, but it, like it was very similar, you know, he was being beat up and then you know, uh, Miguel wearing the skeleton costume at a Halloween party, you know like it's uh, all it's like these small things that like uh like a karate kid fan will know like what's going on but um talking about the flashbacks which they're an abundance of flashbacks in this, and it's yes. kind of it's like a a telenovela like you know soap opera type of thing <laughs> totally. like, <you> know, <laughs> it's <laughs> like they introduce something and then like whoosh they go back and like they play they literally just play Karate Kid part one or two you know
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah um whatever okay so one of my favorite episodes um was episode five because it's literally the the montage of Mr. Miyagi and all the flashbacks you get to see like Daniel entering um Miyagi-Do and I think it's like so fun because it's like like you were saying earlier like if you hadn't seen Karate Kid or any of it I feel like even though like the memories you know like they're playing the full cut scene of it I feel like it's kind of nice because then even if you haven't seen it ever before you get to kind of see oh this is them younger. Oh, this actually like happened. Okay. And so instead of like them talking about it, you get to actually have like a visual representation, which I'm a huge visual person. So it's just, I feel like it just brings it so much more fun in life and you get to see it from different perspectives.
0: Yeah. And it makes it accessible for new people. I think that's yes. what I was trying to get at. Yes. Cause like, uh, the, like, like we mentioned at the top, like karate kid is um, 30 years old at this point. So a lot of children, a lot of like Gen Z, even People in our generation, too, and younger um, probably haven't seen Karate Kid before. So this gives them some context about, like, who Mr. Miyagi was. Because, like, they talk about Mr. Miyagi a bunch in this show. Mr. Miyagi's presence is everywhere. But, like for a while we don't even get to see mr miyagi's face so <laughs> in the show so you're you're like who's this mr miyagi guy and then they play a clip and you're like okay there's mr miyagi doing yeah. something from one of the karate kid movies so um the show is very accessible like i would even recommend somebody watch this show but like as someone who you know just like we did like watched all four karate kid movies um like it, it kind of helps with those references when they do like small mm-hmm. things uh not to skip to season two but like when they're building and like robbie Keane and well daniel was showing robbie how to do the the nail trick and like they didn't show a flashback or anything but like you know the nail trick it's in part two I yeah, just like it's, yeah. kind of, it's super cool i can't remember um specifically off the top of my head um like if they did something but um yeah, I mean like it was it's just small things like that. It's super sick. Um t- talking going back to those kids that are getting beat up like uh, I hated Kyler so much. Like the one scene in like the I think the second episode of Cobra Kai where Daniel just just <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like not even racism. It was like a microaggression honestly. Like where he brings this Asian kid like sushi and he's and then kyler's like no thanks i don't eat sushi it kind of grosses me out and then he asks like well, where are your parents from
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> he has this whole like asian fetishization in his brain and like even the writers kind of like just make fun of it a little bit it's like not all asian people are from asia
1: yes yes and then it kind of calls back i can't remember what episode i think it's like uh three or four but like how he puts out the new commercial or no 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 that was uh, that season, that's season
0: that's season two and he's promoting the,
1: yep yeah. yep and they're like, they're calling me. Uh, uh, what is it? My washing agent, and, and I don't. What is that? That's really important to me. But it's like without context, you could totally see how it's doing that. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool that they actually acknowledge like maybe somebody's uh, hesitancies or like where they might say it's like mm, the karate. That's a little weird. Like it's a white yeah. man doing karate. So.
0: But also, there are times where I feel like the show makes like I don't know if like the joke is this generation is like. Oh, gender identity and like um, and stuff like that like non-binary like there was like a little stab at like non-binary and Johnny didn't really understand what that meant and I'm just like are we are we kind of laughing together at this man who doesn't understand or is this mm-hmm. the is this the writers kind of like subconsciously being like uh, problematic a little bit I'm, cur- I'm, I'm curious because like you know the show is old is in the 80s so a lot of these people who worked on this show are pretty nostalgic for that um, but I don't know, maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but like, there's just a that's couple of a- things. There's just a couple of things in there. I'm just like, this isn't reading as is funny to me.
1: That's a, that's a really good, um, thought because it makes me think of, obviously won't, won't talk too much about it, but there, in the later season, there's a part where Johnny's going around the school and promoting, um, uh, trying to get people more into coca pie, which makes me think of that similar scene about like, haha he doesn't know what that means, but
0: I'm going to yeah. play off of yeah. that
1: for my advantage. So I've never thought of it in yeah. that way.
0: Yeah. I want to talk about some of the characters we're introduced to in the uh, season 1. Uh Eli Moskowitz, uh aka Hawk. Um Hawk is adorable. Like well uh, Eli specifically. He's like he's the character in general, like the actor Jacob fantastic actor, I think. Mm-hmm. Like very very good at what he does. When he's like Eli, it's such a different personality to when he is like Hawk. And it like you can absolutely tell like the characterization is like totally different i wrote like when we first met him like uh he has like this ugly sweater on um which i think is kind of cute honestly i would like to i thought like man that's like they made fun of his sweater i'm like i think that's actually a really nice sweater and i would like to buy that sweater if it was available um but hawk is like we're gonna learn more about hawk like specifically in season one and two uh, he, he has some major growth in between there, but like season one, I just like his story arc and like where he goes and how he, through Cobra Kai, he's able to, um, be a different person, a more confident person, uh, a better person, you know, <laughs> um, mm. not, to, we'll, we'll get to season two here in just a minute, season two Hawk, but, um, yeah. What did you think of Hawk?
1: Same. I, I adore him and it was episode five that goes into him, um, with the complicated uh I put Eli sad sad face because I think one of the things that's really cool is that you have uh Miguel and then you have Hawk who has the same sensei same lessons and you get to see like which route they go because mm-hmm. of like their past um their past trauma their past um, experience but also too just how they with where they're at in the moment how they define those lessons and how they take it moving forward mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that like especially too, when we get to season two I'll talk a little bit more about it but season one I just think it's so awesome because like well Miguel's kind of the main focus of uh, season one you still get to grow with this um, side-ish character he's still one of the main characters but um, I feel like it's just cool that you get to see his development and also too like to see how once he gets that mohawk going it's just like I've arrived and I'm gonna just take full reins of who I feel like I should be.
0: And the tattoo don't forget the tattoo. And the
1: tattoo! Yes.
0: I just, which changes color. Like, I just love that.
1: I know. Every season. Ching, I
0: must, yeah. I like again, I don't want to think into too into it because it's a TV show, but like, how does that work? <laughs> Can you just like change a tattoo's color like that?
1: See, I don't I don't think so. When you go from the deep blue to a red, I could see if you went from red to a blue and then to like obviously the later color in the next season, but um I think. No, but I guess it depends on how how um, well it's done. And I mean, from my perspective, I don't think necessarily because like if you get like you know a tattoo on your arm like a script, and then you try to put like a different color on top of it. I would assume that that wouldn't work out well. But I I'm not a tattoo expert.
0: Maybe like the color is a temporary, and like the, the mohawk is like an outline. Mm-hmm. That could be yeah. that could be push one up, thing.
1: Uh,
0: he's 16 though, so he has a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I think Hawk is one of the, the great characters there. And also Aisha um, in season one and two. Um, the writers kind of fuck her over in season yes. three and four. I'm just like, Aisha's amazing. And I think the reason why they write her off in season three and four is because they didn't have much to do with her. And I'm like, well, you're writers, write something. <laughs> figure it out. Mm-hmm. But, she has uh, such, but yeah, such
1: such a great growth. Like it's the same thing with Eli. Like she gets like it's you get to see a different perspective and where she's coming from. And she's also a badass bitch. Like t- mm-hmm. I mean she's mm-hmm. an, I mean her character is under maybe should be careful with my words. But like she really does find like her inner strength and it's just like, no, I'm not taking this shit anymore. And I'm just gonna Cobra Kai really helped me through a dark time and like I'm just ready to do the same for others. Like uh, I know I wish we got to see more of her in three and four but
0: yeah, the that front wedgie is always like that. I know. Yeah, Yasmin gets that front wedgie and it looks painful. I bet. I mm-hmm. hate <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Aisha's great. Her growth is great. Samantha does not deserve her. I like at all. Like, I'm glad that she kind of, um, kind of like b- treats her like a bitch in season two. <laughs> later on like not to again not to go into that like but um talking about her growth but um in this season enjoy her a lot um she kind of opens up to johnny that like hey women can do karate you know (laughs) not like his sexist like perspective of women like oh they're so fragile and they'll just cry or whatever and like no she's badass Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh,
1: i feel like um i'll go for it oh you you go Uh, for it Uh, Samantha is a character that I I tend to do like this with, but also too, I think it's because I, you can instantly see, um, which I can't remember her. Let me look real quick. Her um,
0: actress name off the top Uh, of my head. It's Mary Mouser, I think.
1: Yes, I think she really, really embodies um, well of how Daniel has implemented his behaviorisms and mannerisms, Mm -hmm. because she's very Mm -hmm. um, quick Quick to choose and decide what is right and what is wrong, which is very similar to her dad. um but as like her her work as an actress i I love it because it makes me go ah, girl just because some your mom's wallet went missing does not mean that she like this girl took it just because of one thing that she said, so yeah, no, she she <laughs> I, I go up and down with her a lot. I don't know about you, but
0: yeah i I feel that too. I mean, Sam is definitely a really interesting character she's made to be like the alley um like the alley of like the show yeah, like being in a relationship yeah. with Miguel but she's also a capable woman um she's a badass she beats the shit out of people but like she's literally dated Robbie Keane and uh, Miguel like there's this love triangle now going on like it's been going on for a long time <laughs> um but yeah, I, I see a lot of her dad and her, like, the hotheadness mm-hmm. and everything. Um, the little role she does at the end of, like, season one of Karate Kid. I was, Cobra Kai, sorry. Um, it's very interesting <laughs> how she just, like, breaks out into karate. It was kind of awkward, actually. I don't know how you felt about that. But, like, I, I didn't really understand. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I lied. I do understand. A lot of these kids feel left out because their uh, their friends are doing karate and doing, and being badasses that's what Dimitri said so I was like oh okay that's why she wants to do karate too she wants to like connect with people because it seems like everyone's doing karate and being really cool by the way um uh, I don't, don't want to skip there yet I want to keep talking about characters <laughs> okay. uh, but no <laughs> I feel you on the Sam part like going kind of back and forth especially like in the later uh seasons but like this season it's yeah she's She's an interesting character and her, her growth def- definitely does get better. Uh, since we're talking about the La Russos, I want to talk about Anthony LaRusso and how <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out like what his purpose was, um, except being there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like um, looking at it through what season one through four, like he gets, you know, he gets to have his moment, definitely season four, but like, I agree. Like he's kind of like a, like a, like a, like a fail like you didn't necessarily need the whipped cream on your ice cream but you'll take it kind of thing um and i wish they i wish he got to see more but then i'm like i think about it i'm like in what context does he fit in just because he's so much more younger at the time that we start filming of season one so yeah
0: yeah and you said he grew so much but he actually he shrunk (laughs) (laughs) he lost all that baby fat you know like yeah he he got
1: really tall
0: yeah tall just like all children they all get tall um and you don't, so you're, you become short. Um, I
1: literally have to, (laughs) but yeah, he
0: lost, he lost all the, uh, the baby fat, he lost, um, yeah, and he gets a better arc in season four, but, like, this is, this is the one season where he is predominantly, like, in the most, even, even in season four, they address it, which I think is really interesting, but we won't get into that part yet, um, but now, his character there is just to be, there and to be an asshole and i kind of wish he had more to do instead instead of being the asshole brother that was like just enjoying video games i will say um i know we we keep kind of flip flopping back to season one and two um since this is a sony production i was very surprised to see him have a nintendo switch in his hand in season two because sony really likes to shove their products down people's throats um (laughs) with the sony xperia which like nobody owns a sony phone no nobody owns a sony phone at all but like everybody in a sony t- movie has a sony something um the only people i know who have sony anything is playstation <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's interesting i didn't even put that together i like mm-hmm. that you picked mm-hmm. up on that
0: little thing no yeah it's uh, something i'm kind of cursed with for a long time <laughs> uh, um let me see who other what other characters there's aisha um we got oh, Mama yeah. Diaz. Mama Diaz, yeah, Mama Diaz is great. Like Mama Diaz and um, Abuela. Is, is that what her name? Is? Like, do they call her Abuela? Okay, yeah, yeah, Abuela is there. Like um Abuela Diaz. Yeah, what did you think of them? Well, let's start with you. Oh my god,
1: I love them. Um, I love the the comedic nature or uh, timing that Abuela brings to it because it's just like. And also too, like they like for people who don't know Spanish, they put like on the subtitles what she's saying. But I just think that she has a playfulness that, um, unfortunately, I keep wanting to say Mama Diaz, but I know she has a name. I just can't think. But Carmen, the top of, Carmen. There we go. Wow. Um, but just more because of like her experience with um, Miguel's dad and stuff. Obviously, she's you know she's had a a rough life for a little bit, and like obviously her mom has been there the entire time. But she's just one that I feel like she brings in the humor when we need it most. Mm-hmm. And also too, I love, <laughs> I love that at the tournament, like she's just like, look at that. she's just so excited. So she's having a great time. Like who yeah. doesn't love that? <laughs> yeah. Her, but
0: the, no,
1: I, I love them.
0: The first scene with the Boda and where Miguel was like doing all his training and she thought that he was masturbating which is like oh and and like they're at the dinner table and you're like what did you do to your hands there and eva was like you, you don't want to know, don't want to
1: know. <laughs> yeah. oh yes um but i think with carmen though like she's the balance and the the balance and the guide that Johnny needs in his life, like obviously, we know he's like he loved, like, is in love with her and just like dreams about her. And we have that fun montage in season two about them like getting together before they're together. Um, and so it's just fun to see how, like, even though he has this idea of her because she's like so hot to him, that she's just like she's just a good person and it's just somebody that Johnny needs in his life.
0: Yeah, it's um, she uh, not again, we're flip flopping season one and two, but like, um. Mm-hmm like that scene always makes me uncomfortable seeing like uh, Miguel's mom being kind of sexy because like I feel like I'm looking at my mom you know like she's a mom you know (laughs) I don't want to I don't want to think of her that way but um (laughs) yeah no I I totally agree I do love Carmen I do love I do love Miguel's family I think they're they're really great they're kind they kind of Carmen specifically acts like Amanda LaRusso like you know obviously Mm. um when they have dinner together but like she acts like Amanda LaRusso in the sense that like she also kind of grounds us um she's along with us as the audience it's like y'all what i what y'all are doing is kind of crazy right now like you know what you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna support my son i I took him out at first because i don't like violence but like i realized that like this is really good for him so i brought him back in but then you realize like just how crazy um johnny lawrence and Danny LaRusso are (laughs) and then they're like what the fuck is wrong with you two you need therapy Uh um
1: talking
0: about Season one, yeah, season one is very tame. It doesn't really have its identity yet. I think of like crazy moments. Sure, we get the um, the car getting on fire, um, like Johnny's car getting on fire, and that craziness. And you're like, oh my god, they're taking it too far. They're taking it too far. I think like the best moment in season one of all time, like (laughs) the one that still gives me goosebumps all the time was Martin Cove coming back as John Kreese. And he's in the show. Oh, shadows. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you're like, they went to the tournament. Like, it's done. Like, they've they've established that Cobra Kai is here. So, like, what else could you add into as an element? Oh, yeah, no. Like, it literally, especially, too, because it with season two. It opens up right back there. Like, they put you right back in that moment, which I love. Because I was mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, yes. Um, but, no, I agree. I agree. Like, it's something that I didn't expect at all. And I loved that it was just like. And he, and especially too, he's coming in like, yeah, hey, you to, yeah always yeah. with this
0: dance. Yeah. like mm-hmm. that. I was like, I don't know why he does that, but like, you know, that's what he does. Uh, and he had like the cigar too. And it's just like, yes. this is insane. Like, and when you know, like, like as a, Ka- a Karate Kid fan, you know who uh, Sensei Kreese is. Like, you know who John Kreese is, like, you know, what's about to happen like the moment he steps in there because like right now it's just like it's Daniel and Johnny and like I think like that's what um the creators wanted to do they wanted to rehash this like old rivalry and you know may- maybe make a few references and make something decent to like get the audiences engaged but then like they add uh crease in there and you know they add him really towards the end he was the last part of like the last episode of season one to like I think like as like a test to see like how audience would react to this. Like, okay, now now we have John Kreese kind of getting into the fold. What what, what crazy things could happen with a John Kreese character uh, in this universe? In this universe that's kind of grounded, that's like acknowledges that um, kind of the stuff that Cobra Kai does and even like what Daniel LaRusso and like Miyagi-Do do sometimes is a little bit out of control. Like let's add this element that was in the first and third movie into this universe, and like, let's just see what happens. And I just think his entrance was so cool. It, it it's like a snake. It's like coming out of like, it's burrowing. Like it's like a, it's like a, a predator when they smell fresh meat. Like it, it, Cobra Kai gets here, and like you can't have Cobra Kai without John Creese. And, and John Kreese and John Kreese knew about it, and he's like, I'm going to confront Johnny Lawrence, my old student, and like, it just caused some shit
1: oh yeah and it's just like the season two like um looking at it like just as season one you're seeing little hints here and there like uh, especially what is it episode uh is it six or I think it's six or seven but like it's more um you get to see just even elements of how Johnny has really been influenced by Sensei Kreese and just how it really has just tied into his lessons into his life until his um just even the way that he goes about presenting himself and so it's just fun because As somebody like if you haven't seen any of the Karate Kid like you've been talked about this character this character's been talked about a lot it's just the same with Mr. Miyagi we'll obviously find out that you know RIP Pat like has passed away so there's not really a way to bring him back in um but with uh Sensei Kreese it's just kind of like you get to hear all of this buzz and then like this moment has finally come and you're like oh shit he's here so like I feel like me like even if I hadn't known anything about the Karate Kid like I would be like yes 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 like how is this going to go and it just kind of it's just the best subtle way that they did that just even with that 2 minute scene to really entice people to come back for the second season.
0: Exactly. Um I it, it was a perfect it was a perfect element. Like I'm glad they introduced it at the end cuz like I don't think I would have wanted him to come later like earlier in the season. Yeah. Um I, I think like getting Johnny established with the cobra Kai. like that's the point. Like he, he needed he, Cobra Kai needed to win in order for John Kreese to come back like I think that's the condition I think that's why um Miguel had to win like the tournament which by the way um going back going into the tournament which we haven't talked about yet fucking a man like (laughs) Cobra Kai just coming back and they're just like Cobra Kai Cobra Kai (laughs) like like how they were like back in 1983, and they're wearing like the dope ass keys with like no sleeves and everything like that, and it's just like everyone's just super chill, everyone's like, Oh yeah, hi, we're like normal dojo people and like normal karate people, and then like Cobra Kai comes in and it's just like oh we're gonna make it a hundred percent extra here. <laughs> um but yeah, like their inclusion there was really cool. Um, I think Daniel was so fucking stupid for Getting rid of Robbie Keane, but Robbie, I you know, just wants to get payback from his dad, which you know, that's I i don't know, I'm flip flopping here because like now I'm, I'm bringing up like Robbie's revenge on his dad or like payback or making him angry, and how Daniel's also playing into that. Which that's not a Miyagi Miyagi would say, No, we would not do that. Like, that's not karate's not for revenge, karate's mm-hmm. not for getting back at your dad, you know, like this isn't. What you're supposed to be doing karate for, um which you know, and I think I would like to think that's why Robbie lost because he wasn't truly invested in the karate and the miyagi way of karate
1: i yeah, I'd agree because especially too um one of the things I think of when when you said that was just how like when Daniel decides to even get back into Miyagi-Do, it's, be- it's literally because Cobra Kai is back. And so you really get to see too, when he's cleaning out his place at his home, just it's full of boxes. It's full, like the memory of doing karate is like, has been, it's like a thing in the past. And so it's interesting to see how he's come back to this in a not necessarily good intentional place. Like, yes, he loves it. And yes, he loves that the balance it can bring in. And what he's teaching Robbie, he's teaching him a lot of, um, let's see here, there's, uh, a quote that I wrote down here. Um, oh, I'm on scene two. Let me go back to scene one. Um, da, 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 da. I don't know where it's at, but it's talking about he's um, talking about balance and just um, and finding that. But it's just interesting to see how like he's come to it, like where he's at at the end of season one. Like, okay, yes, we're we're wanting to guide Robbie and wanting to be there for him, but it's still, it just seems like his intentions are crossed. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting to see, but I think it's also kind of cool because then it kind of shows that Daniel really hasn't learned all the things that he could have really taken from Mr. Miyagi. Like there's things that he has put into his life and things that he's really passionate about and things that, you know, like the the bonsai training, loves sharing that, that memory that Mr. Miyagi, and you know, with his customers. Um, but then you look at the other things in his life where it's just, like, if this hadn't happened, uh, Miyagi-Do probably would still be dusty and still, like, would be back in the back corner of his garage. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. it's
0: interesting. Well, the other thing that's interesting about Miyagi-Do is, like, that's not, like, Miyagi didn't have, like, a dojo. Like, that was his backyard. <laughs> like, Daniel made it into, like, a place where, um, like, karate is being used for something else. It's not being used for honor. It's not being used for defense. Like, you know, he, like, Daniel, even made the quote, like, said himself, like, Miyagi didn't recruit me to, like, to be a part of, like, um, like to do karate. Like, I needed help. And Dan- I feel like Daniel thinks he's helping these kids when he doesn't really even know what this new Cobra guy is at all. I'm flip-flopping again, because that's what he says in season two, but like, I'm just like, I'm conflicted with like Daniel's like motives here. And I think like that goes into like what the creators are trying to do with these characters as like these two, they're both flawed. They're both don't have the right answers. Um, they both struggle. And they both don't listen to each other and, and to their kids and, that was like one of the biggest lessons that Miyagi like, taught Daniel was to like, you know, listen, like, and balance and, you know, do what's right. You know, don't uh, lose in the face of fear, but like also don't cause trouble. I mean, like, did we forget that Miyagi went to Japan, like uh, immigrated from Japan because of his uh, because of his-, um, his former girlfriend, you know, that his best friend, you know try to kill yeah them, try to kill. It's, it's just like it's just like one of those things and I hope Daniel gets to learn that in season five like hey maybe like what I'm doing here is not what Miyagi wanted to do I wanted like force ghost Miyagi to like come and like beat the shit out of Daniel a little bit
1: uh-huh. and also too one of the things that I and maybe it's not a big deal but I thought it was interesting because you know like this this type of karate is passed from, you know, Mr. Miyagi's dad to him. And it's, per, you know, it's supposed to be in the family, like passed on as a, as a traditional thing. So it's interesting that it's kind of been like, Daniel's making it franchised and like bringing, you know, like, again, that kind of speaks a little bit into season two. Yeah. Um, but, but it's just yeah. interesting that he kind of chooses like, cause Robbie, you can see it, like obviously uh, Mr. Miyagi was there with Sam and obviously like that's his child and that's who he's passing on. So it's kind of like Daniel gets to choose Robbie to pass that on to. But then season two, it opens up and Sam like,
0: Hmm. Well, you're forgetting you're forgetting marley uh the next karate kid (laughs) where uh, i know i know (laughs) apparently there's a lineage in boston over there like (laughs) i
1: like like blacked it out in my mind (laughs) yeah like we don't talk about uh...
0: (laughs) which you know by the way um there is a theory that hawk has some kind of relationship to i already forgot her name what was her name
1: oh what is hillary swing play
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> like she has some kind of relationship with julie because of you know hawk she had a hawk <laughs> everything is pretty self-referential so, <laughs> so yeah. even, i mean i even, love it
1: but <laughs> <what>? <laughs> even, even though we were
0: like interview- introduced to his mom uh, already like th- there's like a thought that maybe hawk's mom is julie like to some extent you know Maybe a stepmom. Maybe, uh, maybe the, maybe he lives with his stepmom. You know. That's true. Yeah. So like, there's a theory like that's how they're gonna bring it in. Like that's how they've been hinting at her because because of that. But anyway, um, what the other thing I was gonna say is let's jump into season two because we're there right now. Uh, before oh, we jump, oh, oh. oh, one more thing no, about season both- one.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say for season one. The one thing I have written down here is the way that they bring back the music of the movies. They really mm-hmm. just freaking put that in there, especially when it's like young heart beat fast when so they go on the the to the, the golf not the course. carnival, the, the golf, the golf course. course. Yes, I was yes. just like yes. yes, my heart is so happy. But yes, no, even in season two. But I just want to say like props props to them doing that because they. I feel like it's like they brought the young audience to be like oh this music is dope but at the same time people who know if you know then you know
0: I I'm, I'm just shocked that that like golf course was still functional you know <laughs> like, yeah. usually when some things have been like open since the 80s but, like specifically like carnival stuff like that that like it's falling apart I feel like so <laughs> the fact that everything was working was like kind of a miracle
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, yeah, the music is great. Um, Daniel's triumph was played when he put back the headband, and he decided to do, that he wanted to um, uh, do karate again. So that was really cool. We still haven't heard um, "Glory of Love" yet. We haven't um, we haven't heard "Best Around." I feel like they're saving "Best Around" for something. I think so I'm just like, yo, when they play "Best Around." it's over like it's it's done i feel like that could be like the final season like music because like that's that and glory of love i feel like those were the two big ones the big songs Mm -hmm. and we haven't heard either of them yet so i'm excited i'm excited for that to eventually happen um let's jump into season two now marley i'm gonna like set you up with season two here for just a second we're introduced to a character her name is um tori nichols who's crazy like, literally, like, probably just came out of a psych ward <laughs> crazy. But uh, anyway, um, I do love Tori, but we'll talk about her later. Um, Tori uh, Nichols has a crush on the newly broken up uh, Miguel Diaz. Miguel is still not over Sam. Now Sam is in a relationship with Bobby Ke- Robbie Keane. And then later on in the, the season, uh, Sam makes out with um, Miguel. And Tori sees that. She pissed off she is very angry and it leads in to one of the most craziest things I've ever seen the karate <laughs> the karate fight in the high school where every single person like you know opposing dojos are fighting each other and nobody can stop them
1: <laughs> literally no officials no teachers no one no no adult <laughs>
0: It is, where are they it who is. knows <laughs> I cannot believe that they did this like that was that scene in itself you're just sitting there like oh my god they're fighting they're like all fighting and they're trying to kill each other which you know to an extent Bobby Robbie almost I almost I always want to call him Bobby but like Robbie almost kills Miguel
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is like wow they didn't even get that far in the Karate Kid movies <laughs>
1: oh yeah no it literally makes me think of they they really wanted to take that quote put him in a body bag they were like how can we do that in season two all right let's do this scene. <laughs> like they really just went for it
0: yeah and then like uh Tori with her like spiked knuckles like trying yeah. to like and I was like why are you doing that like that is that is legit murder you were trying to like actually do harm to her and like you know she hits her arm um which you know it it left a scar on there which we'll get into like when we talk about season three but like in general what did you think of that high school scene like the the fight Um, scene
1: i had like i was very mixed emotions because like when i first initially watched it especially when he just goes off of the balcony because i was like that's not the thing i was expecting so i literally jumped out of my seat was like what i was so like caught off guard by it because one like it it definitely leaves you like season two how are we going to go into season three like do people survive like they really they really did put you on the climax of that season. But also too, at the same time, I literally was like feeling like John Travolta, like there really is no one here gonna stop this fight. Like they're just gonna keep calling. Like nobody, okay, cool. They're not gonna call the cops. They're not gonna do anything. Um, so like uh, realistically, like how that would be played out. Like, and I know it's the world of like Cobra Kai. So like, obviously things are gonna happen with to do. but it, it was for a moment, I did have to take myself back because I was like, all right, this is not the real world. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the world of But um I even though it's crazy too because I think out of the 34 minutes that it plays, the fight goes on for about 25 of it. Like it's Most very it. much Most the whole entire um last episode. So it's kind of crazy that like it ends like that. And it's funny, I might note for the final is Battle of the Bands. I mean dojos. <laughs> like mm-hmm. and then especially T When Miguel goes. goes like that move from your dad like it's just the crazy like um, lives that go back and forth and you're just like oh my gosh when is it gonna stop but it never it doesn't stop until somebody is passed out and kicked over a balcony
0: exactly and the reason why like this whole rivalry even started is because of John Kreese who like like a like a a parasite like a virus just kind of corrupts all of Johnny's students because it's just like it's very interesting because, uh, Johnny Lawrence at first was very hesitant of, uh, John Kreese, the, you know, the first episode, the very first episode of season two is them beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> Cause he's like, yeah. get the hell out of my dojo. And, um, like we kind of learned like he, Johnny kind of warms up to it. And, you know, Johnny right now is about second chances. Cause like he needed a second chance and, uh, Martin Cove in here was like just phenomenal of just like being someone that you even you thought for a moment that like John Creese has changed his ways like John Kreese is a good man to an extent or a changed man rather mm-hmm. and Johnny just allows him to like slowly but surely like creep in to like Cobra Kai and he corrupts everybody in there <laughs> like it, it took like that moment where Johnny left to go see um I forget all the uh his friends' names but the one that you know put him in a body bag you know the one who's Mm -hmm. dying of cancer. Um it took him like going to go see his friend and bury him for John Kreese to like completely take over Cobra Kai from Johnny and even like kicking him out of his own dojo. And it's just like um it plays into like I guess some of the themes of like what the show's been like talking about of like you can't really like escape the past, but like, you also have to move on. And the fact that like you brought somebody from who is toxic, who groomed you, who manipulated you, who almost tried to kill you as a child um, into your life again, like that person was just totally going to change, even though um, that wasn't the case. Like maybe you shouldn't have created Cobra Kai <laughs> uh, from the beginning. Um, but Yeah. John Kreese in this is just like he's so sinister. It just feels. Uh, I always compare it like that, and um, Robbie Keane like his turn to the like, turn to the dark, the dark side, side. T- like moment. Like it felt like Palpatine and Darth Vader <laughs> type of thing. Like oh, when,
1: and
0: and yeah. specifically specifically in Episode Three when uh, like Anakin goes over to the dark side and we see Robbie wearing like the Cobra Kai gi where he's like he's not with like um, Daniel. With, not with daniel anymore and um yeah it's great it's wild it's um wait hold on am i like is that season three i'm thinking about
1: just a little bit just a little bit but that's uh, okay. yeah i'm sorry i
0: i i'm a very bad host i i didn't watch the last five episodes i was skipping ahead and everything but like i digress like martin coven here was amazing and it, it was a palpatine moment of like yeah, I've meticulously planned every little thing to like take over Cobra Kai and like leave Johnny Lawrence in the dust towards the end of the season and completely take over, um, which it's it's a very Star Wars-y thing to me still.
1: Oh yeah. And I think like John Crace is like the OG gaslighter. Like he literally like just plants little things and is like, mm-hmm. oh, you see now that because uh, we got in a fight and now um, Miguel's in the hospital, that's because Johnny wasn't here and it's like everybody has their own choices everybody is <laughs> individual by themselves just because he was a teacher doesn't mean he's for it's just the way that they really do make you feel like you can trust him I think is the best thing that they did for his character because you're really like and that's the thing about the show commit like with um Cobra Kai is that the humanity aspect of it has really like you're really developing with these characters and you're really seeing them like you said that they are they are flawed but they also have not just they're not just two-dimensional and you get to see like who's you know the protagonist and the antagonist like they all have wants and needs and goals and it's kind of like who you relate to and who how you can see that sometimes we don't all make the best decision so that's the one thing that I think is so interesting about how they played priest this season because like it reminds me a little bit of Mr. Silva (laughs) Um, and just how like he comes out of the bat like bam you know just how crazy he is like it's just a different type of like venom when it comes to John Creese like he definitely is just like and he's walking away and you're like oh shit you just stabbed me <laughs> like <Yeah>. what
0: <laughs> no i feel that like john john creese is definitely like he's almost chilling in a way but like the way he just like takes it over and you're like ah oh, man we were rooting for Johnny Lawrence we we're all like team Cobra Kai but now it's it's toxic it's the 80s again and he's mm. he's pretty much taken over and speaking of the 80s again you know like Danny LaRusso coming up with like Miyagi-Do karate and it's just like everything he does in this season I'm just like that's not what Mr. Miyagi would do. That's not what Mr. Miyagi would do. Like, why are you focused on like the flashiness and like advertising and all this mm-hmm. stuff? Like Mr. Miyagi would never do any of this these things. And he da, even Daniel mentions, like when the fight comes to you, you have to be ready. And I'm like, that is literally not what Miyagi said. <laughs> like Miyagi had the fight come to him. And even then he like, he just ran away, essentially. Like he wasn't gonna fight his best friend back in Okinawa. So it's just like, again daniel keeps on losing and losing himself into like this rivalry into like this thing that he should have had all that resolved by now but um no he's just he ruined essentially miyagi's backyard and made it into a dojo uh which by the way still a sick backyard with the koi pond the koi pond wasn't there but like um like it was added recently that's what daniel said like for context and uh, that koi pond is beautiful amazing i love it um but yeah i what did you think of daniel in this season
1: um i think it's just i feel the same way like i think that you can easily see that like if he would have just instantly just said yeah you know what cobra kai can compete be in Um, the All-Valley Tournament, our Under-18 Tournament, and let's just see how it goes. There's just so many things that he just didn't need to have his say in and make a decision on or be involved in. Um, I think that, like, while his influence is good at some points, I feel like sometimes he gets the best of him, and he tries to correct his wrongs, and he just keeps wronging himself and wronging himself, Mm -hmm. and I think his um, hot-headedness is seen way more in this season than it is, like... um, or should I say, his vindictiveness is seen a lot more in this season than season one. Like, he very much is very cut off and is like, nope, nope, nope. And then he is very much like, even when he's gonna go see if Robbie can, you know, he's gonna go ask Johnny, like, maybe do you want Robbie to live with you? Because this is like the first time that we're bringing it up. And then he goes to go call out um, him and then he sees him at the Cobra Kai Dojo and it's just like, ah, I should have known. And then just leaves And it's just like, yeah why don't you just talk it out bro (laughs) yeah no
0: like that seems particularly thank you for bringing that up (laughs) because it was so fucked up because yeah daniel was gonna go there to tell johnny about like uh robbie and what was been going on with him but then he sees like he sees uh crease and uh, johnny was like what are you even doing here and it's like "I i was looking for uh like answers and i got him and i'm like no you didn't there's a minor in your house that's not yours you you didn't ask that question
1: if anything you got more questions like how the fuck are you still
0: alive <laughs> exactly it's just like, it's like i why didn't like, yeah his obsession with the past is like it. it it's hindered it hinders his relationship with his wife amanda and his job and his customers and everything like it's it's so ridiculous and i don't think it's what miyagi would have wanted for him um Like, cause that's not the lifestyle that Miyagi lived either. So I don't know, maybe one, like I'm hoping in season five, like he gets a little bit of a wake up call. I don't know how many more seasons there is, but like, this is kind of Daniel's trajectory, I feel like. And, you know, to an extent, uh, I think season four, he changes a little bit, but like this is kind of his trajectory of going down this revenge path, which is not ever what Miyagi was all about. And even like when they destroy like when Cobra Kai destroys like the Miyagi-Do um dojo like they take his medal like Miyagi's Medal of Honor and Daniel makes a whole deal about it when (laughs) Miyagi didn't you know like he just said you know that's just it just shows that like they they give that to you because like you didn't die in a war you know he didn't really care about material possessions and stuff like that like it, it didn't Mattered to him too much also uh talking about Miyagi-Do um karate like the, the the dojo I wanted to point out the picture of Miyagi that they had and it's like you couldn't get a picture of Pat Morita and that didn't look like this was taken like for a promotional still for the Karate Kid movies like that was such a weird picture I just saw it and I'm like this is a this is such a fake photograph uh-huh, uh-huh. and it all
1: kind of reminds me and I know it's a, a photo that I use that um when John Kreese hangs his photo too, where he's like posing with the gun like this. And yeah. it's like, I don't really know if like, you would have, like, if you were truly a soldier, like you would hold your gun, like, you know, do, do hanging out kind of thing. And I know it's like a, a full uh, picture they used back in the day. So it's like they can't go back in time and reshoot that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure.
0: Yeah. And we learned a, a little bit more about Johnny and his past and like his dad mm-hmm. and like how he essentially was um, not treated well as a kid, even by crease, like he just needed somebody in his life. Well, I guess in season one, like we, we saw those flashbacks, but like here too, we get to see uh, the young Johnny, the young, young Johnny Lawrence, the baby Johnny Lawrence, who um, was with crease and crease was doing his thing, like in the shadows, which I'm, I'm very happy. Like I find it very funny that he was um, uh, like old crease was voicing young crease, but we don't get to see who young Kreese is. Um until you know season three, we'll, we'll get to listen. we get to see a little bit of it, a little bit of that. But um, yeah, we get to learn a little bit more about Johnny and Johnny's whole path of like, yeah, like the karate tournament was kind of weird. And I don't know how to I feel about it. Like I, I'm still very into like the idea of Cobra Kai, but like I'm not into the idea of like what Kreese taught me. Even though I'm having Kreese here with me, like he feels like he's in control. But like as we all know when John Kreese is around, you're not in control. So, um, Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see his growth too. And, you know, him warming up to Miguel, um, there was that moment where Miguel confronted him about Robbie being his son, which that was such a funny moment because the way that Miguel found the photo photograph, and it just said like, fourth grade on it it didn't even say robbie keen on it but like the kid in there it might have been like uh tanner buchanan on it like as when he was a kid but it looks nothing like robbie Keane at all and he's like huh this kid doesn't look like robbie keen at all he looks exactly <laughs> like robbie keen <laughs> yeah,
1: so true um, so so true and also too like i also thought for just a moment i'm like haven't you been in his house like eighty thousand times you would think that you would have seen this photo on the fridge <laughs> like exactly. before if you're going into, I don't know, but, uh, but yes, I, I, uh, I agree with uh, Johnny's growth. Um, one of the things I was going to say, um, I wish I was all about Johnny this season. I mean, I, I was season one, but I feel like I w- it was cool to see the dynamic of those two going back and forth. Obviously we're going back into the rivalry, but um, I feel like I loved watching Johnny's like mental, um, dilemma and his growth and like just really struggling with what's right and wrong like there's um because it just made me think um about that scene and how you know we're revealing like how Johnny hasn't really been in Robbie's life and how he says I failed my kid ever since his first day in the world and I've been feeling him every day since but with the like I'm going to be there for you no matter what so it's interesting to see like even though like he struggled so much but he's still making um good choices to be a better person and he also says too like like he really just kind of echoes a lot of what he's learning in his present day to like others like um even in season, not season seven episode seven he goes uh this isn't a tournament this is real life is that how you want to live your life like it's Mm -hmm. it's so cool to see just he just has tremendous growth i feel like in this season um and even though yes he still has his moments where just like why did you do that johnny i just feel like with him like kind of just, it goes back to you echoing and how like the trajectory of Daniel is just going on this path of him just kind of not really taking in those lessons. I feel like Johnny is. And even though like he goes up and down with it all the time and like there's some moments that you're just like, come on, man. But like, I feel like he really is trying his best and like he just hasn't been set up the best in the past, but now he's like really trying to take in those moments. Um, even when he, when it feels like he might not.
0: Yeah, this is like, from season one and like throughout this whole like season one through four, this has definitely been a Johnny Lawrence show. Like they've kind of like established that. And like, I think Johnny Lawrence like is one of the best like depicted characters in this show. Uh, I mean, like it, it helps that William Zabka is also the producer, the executive producer of the show. So (laughs) like, obviously he's going to make himself shine, but like, he's, he's such a really good actor in this and his arc is so amazing. Like it's so amazing what they were able to do with a character who only was in one movie compared to like, you know, Daniel LaRusso and even Martin Cove, who was like in two of the movies. Uh, well, actually he was in all three. <laughs> um, like, okay. Like let's say Martin Cove and Daniel LaRusso, like they've been all in all three movies. You'd think they would have the most things to do, but like it's really interesting what they've been been able to pull out of like Johnny Lawrence and his character. And show his like sympathetic side and show how much like he's changed and learned. And, uh, he messaged, remind me, he messages his right. Yeah. Uh, on mm-hmm. Facebook. There you go. Like it, he messages his alley, uh, shoe and it's just like, Oh my God, are they going to bring Ali back? Like that's, well, I think like, as people like seeing season two, like the, the tease of it, it's just like, Oh, okay. Like, are they going to actually bring her back? Like they could bring back somebody that's like older because like, um, no, sorry. I keep calling her Ali shoe, but it's Elizabeth. Her name is the actress's name is Elizabeth mm-hmm. Um, It'd be interesting they brought Elizabeth Shu back, but like Elizabeth Shu, to be honest, she's an actual actor.
1: <laughs> like she's,
0: <laughs> you know, she was in The Boys. She was in a, like, you know, she's still a working actor compared to like William Zabka and Daniel Russo, who do like small things. Um, but like, are they going to bring her back? They could just bring anybody back and say that's Ally. That, that's really interesting and like the mm-hmm. fact that he's still kind of is in love with Ali but he's also in love with Carmen a little bit it's just like I don't know I think it's really cool I, it's going to be really cool um to talk about season three eventually um but no I definitely agree with you I think um William Zabka does such a good job as Johnny Lawrence and Johnny Lawrence really shines and you can you root for him you really root for him even though mm-hmm. he makes all the dumb mistakes that Johnny Lawrence would make but you still are just like I'm rooting for you, man. Um, in comparison to like uh, Daniel, which I don't really feel like I've ever been team Miyagi though. Um, and it's interesting, like kind of Daniel kind of gets his comeuppance in here too, because like when he does the, the dojo, everybody just makes fun of him, you know, like, oh, you're making us do chores. Like that's so dumb. That no wonder why like these karate lessons were for free because like it, it essentially is doing chores. It's like, no, no, you, you just gotta do it, you know. You, you just gotta do it. Sure, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just telling these strangers, like, yeah, we're gonna do karate, like you're gonna learn karate if you like just sweep my floors right here, you know. Um, which is like that's Daniel's like that was Daniel's reaction that like when Mr. Miyagi taught him karate, mm-hmm. which is like kind of funny. Um initially. And you know, like even Robbie, like in the season one, he had that, but like he was in it. Like, and that's like the point. Like, that's why Miyagi did the bow in Karate Kid Part One. He was like, You have to promise me, Daniel, that you will do everything I say, no questions ask. And you know, that's usually the condition. Even um Dimitri, when he eventually by the way, <laughs> Dimitri gets punched by an adult in the nose and he's bleeding. Um John Kreese beats the shit out of Dimitri which you know he kind of deserves he deserves just a little bit um but even Dimitri kind of makes fun of it but like he still sticks with it and he the only reason why he sticks with it is because he wants to be with his friends his friends are gone uh I feel like in the same way like Sam was also feeling that too in in a sense but Dimitri is just very loud about it (laughs) and but I do love Dimitri a lot
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I think so um too when it kind of comes to showing these characters and how they come to Miyagi-Do especially um what's his name Chris is that his character's name? Um, Yeah Chris. I love I love that they bring him in and they get to really kind of see like his development as a character because you get to see him more in like season three and season four too but I just love that like it's just here's another little perspective of how his experience with Cobra Kai is going and now you know like same same place with all these other people but how he and that's the one thing I love about his character too. Is like, especially in that mall scene, and they're like, "No, let's go get him." You can see just the conflict in his eyes, which I feel like he has such a good like moral um, complexity with this character too. And just seeing how like he arrives there, and how he's just like, you know what, like I just I don't want to be here anymore. So let's let's try something new.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, aka Doucheface or Douchebag.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <no. laughs>
0: um, speaking of like uh, characters, there's one more character I want to talk about. And then we can kind of talk about um, yeah. pits and peaks of each season. Uh, I want to talk about Stingray. Um, I hate Stingray.
1: <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, he has his moments, like comedic moments, but it just feels kind of wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, too, because like you have to remember most of these students are 18 and under. Like I mean, they have to be eating under for the all valley um yeah tournament yeah. but like it's just you're putting someone in the context of underage and then having stingray in there it it was an interesting choice i guess it's my best way to to word it
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i think the the show acknowledges that too because like once the fight breaks out in school uh eh, not to spoil things for like season three but like you know um stingray is not allowed to be anywhere near children because he he lied he lied to be a security guard like <laughs> for the school but like he ends up being a part of the fight too and like being the shit out of kids because of Cobra Kai and it's like yeah man it's just weird to have like this adult part of it and I it could be a reference to the fact that like most of these you know kids who are acting the actors aka mm-hmm. the actors like they're adults most of them like you know Sam LaRusso she is um she's going to be 26 this year. She was born in 96. Um, Tanner Buchanan is like 23. I think Zolo is the only one that's like, he's just going to be 21 right now, Um, which is, which is fascinating because they make out and he was, he was probably 17 when he made it out with uh, Mary Mouser, which is like uh, uh, 22 and 17. I feel like that's, I don't know. It's weird. But I feel like in the context of like um, acting and like it is kind of close because like they're kind of college age. It's fine. I don't know. I'm not trying to make justification. I'm I'm just trying to think of like the logic and everything. Maybe it's just different. Maybe it's just different with boys. I don't know. you see a boy sees a cute girl he's gonna make out with her you know
1: (laughs) it reminds me of uh, some aging in the the karate keys and uh, well like (laughs) well
0: well, specifically like three like I think three was a different story because like uh uh, Ralph Macchio is 28 and his female counterpart was 17 (laughs) so that's a that's 10 years old that's like if me and um like a 17 year old like huh, like made out or something like that like that's mm-hmm. yeah that that would be gross but like they're like four years apart i don't know i feel like that's yeah anyway we're we're, we're kind of going off topic with like age and stuff but like Fair. Sting, Fair. I, I saw what i was trying to get at is like stingray's age i think maybe is a play into like how uh most of these um kids are actually adults but like he is an adult in this show but <laughs> like he's an actual adult and like some of his comedic stuff isn't funny, but like, um, he has probably one of the biggest scenes in season four, which we'll, we'll talk about later. Um, much, much later because that, that, that was a really good scene that he was in, (laughs) but I just dislike him so much. And I'm so glad that he's not in three. Um, he is in four though. Um, he has a very big context as to why he's in four, but, uh, season two, don't enjoy him so much, but I digress. Um probably not my favorite part of season 2 honestly, but um season 2 in general like they wh- while I argued like they're still trying to find their footing like compared to season 1, it's kind of slowly already like finding uh, finding its identity and I think like once we hit season 3 we're all in on the like just the batshit crazy stuff that's going to happen and like the storylines and all this stuff yeah. that's going to go on. Um pits and peaks of each season uh what were your favorite what was your favorite part in season one and two and what's your least favorite part in season one and two oh, uh
1: for season oh gosh let's go back in my memory for season one I think uh let me go my little notes over here uh for season one I think one of the best things that I loved about it was seeing how Daniel was teaching Robbie and I, really it was like how Robbie really becomes from someone who's coming out of anger and really takes these lessons and really shows kind of like what the lessons of Miyagi can do for you. I feel like that before, you know, he starts to open up a dojo and do all these things with other the other kids. Like, I feel like he's really implementing these lessons that he's got from Mr. Miyagi. So I loved seeing that. Um, and I also just loved um, Miguel's overall character arc. And I, I just loved the friendship and the bond that Johnny and him have as a teacher and a sensei, but also as just friends and like um, comrades that have come together. Um, for season two, um, I, I'm trying to look, of course. Oh, side note, okay. Can we get over how yeah, Sam, yeah. Sam is making Sam, uh, Sam Moore's with her peanut butter? Uh, <laughs> but I was like, girl.
0: <laughs> that's not even a clever, that wasn't even I a know. clever.
1: <laughs> I was like, you are not the first one who said this. But anyway, I digress. Um, let me see here. Oh, um, the one thing I loved about season two, Um, was really just how um, they're preparing for it's just pretty much over the compass of the summertime that the tournament has gone and it's really just them breaking down training and getting into it but um, even though it wasn't my favorite I loved seeing the demise of uh, Hawk and just how he kind of just spirals into a deep kind of like zone of just really taking out his anger and his frustration on people instead of actually just talking through it because again you have just his sweet innocence in season one and then you see him just go 180 like in a matter of 10 episodes like because there's times where it's really uncomfortable like he walks back in after moon breaks up with him and he's just freaking wailing on like the punching sack and you're just like oh shit okay um so that's one of the things i really really liked about season two because it's kind of highlighting him to see how like John Kreese has really influenced these characters and he's just one that his mind just really opened and acceptable for wanting to feel like a place at home and just how like it's seeped into his everyday life. Um, things I didn't like about, I mean, season two, I think we've talked about it. It's just kind of how Daniel, Daniel is Daniel. And like, I want more for him as character, but obviously like we have Johnny so I'm fulfilled in that way. But just more of that, I just, there's, the, he's given too many times to make a right choice or a right choice but um i just can't find myself rooting for him like i kind of was in season one just because like i'm learning where he's at i'm learning this rivalry i'm trying to see who's gonna do better or not but season two just he kind of falls short for me but as we all know we love him we he he's the og mm-hmm. um but it definitely yeah. was something that i was missing out of it um season what did i not like about season one um Oh, just his—just the fact that. Hey, do I have a problem with Daniel? I was going to say, just how Daniel is always cutting off with Robbie. Like it's like you have these excellent moments of him teaching him, and then he's just like, "No, Robbie, absolutely get out of my house." And I'm just like, "Leave this kid alone." So that's one thing that I didn't like about it. But I mean, I get it. It's the development of the story, but I just think that it's just—it's too harsh
0: for me. Exactly. No. Uh, shout out to like you. Uh, thank you for bringing up Eli in season two. But like, yeah, uh, Eli is a very good like mirror of like johnny lawrence like how he started off as like this innocent quiet uh, quiet and shy like um person and how he became you know hawk right when when he was with johnny lawrence and all that but then you know you have crease coming in and like influencing him the way that like he influences johnny and now he's become like another johnny lawrence another like hothead like another like he operates on his like from his emotions and even like dimitri kicking his ass like was also like very satisfying because like he treated dimitri like shit and that's his best friend like that was his homie that's that was the person that was with him like from the beginning and he's like yeah you deserve this hawk i'm sorry but but no but like that actor is really great um Mm -hmm. shout out to also moon bisexual queen we love her um i love i actually really do love moon like I, I wish, I, I hope we like. I feel like we do see some of her like later on. I can't remember if she ends up joining like. Um, oh, we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about those other seasons yet. Um, but anyway, I love Moon. Um, the one thing I loved in season one, um, let me see. Oh yeah, I love Miguel. I think Miguel and his story and like his arc, like. Is really good, even though, like, I feel like he abruptly becomes the bad guy, like, the one that you don't want to root for, like, towards the end, like, oh, why are you treating Sam like shit? Like, why aren't you listening? You know, <laughs> that's Daniel's job, you know, that's, those are the Russo traits, like, you should be listening to, like, what's going yeah. on right now. Um, But no, I love Miguel. I've always loved Miguel. Um, Oh, and the tournament. Oh, no, like, not the tournament. I do love the tournament, but, like, uh the reveal of Sensei crease and the shadows like him yeah, with his true. silhouette and he just pops out of the shadow and it's just like this is so dramatic this is so dramatic and like cheesy and over the top I just I love it I love it I love it I love it like this is Karate Kid this is exactly Karate Kid and how we know Karate Kid and how like crazy it all is like yeah crease is here like what are we going to do now um it, it was so good um what I didn't like about season one Daniel just pretty much pissing on uh, Robbie Keane and not giving him a chance to like talk about like what, uh, how much he means, how how much uh, Daniel means to Robbie Keane. I was like, bullshit, Daniel You should have listened to him. Even Amanda's like, it's bullshit. You, that's your student out there. That's, like that's your boy. Like you need to, you need to be with your boy. And he realizes it at the end, but it's just like, man, that's kind of b- bullshit. But it did leave to a very cool, you know, Daniel Russo is going to coach. Daniel russo's is going to mm-hmm. coach, and it's just like, ah, yeah. oh, come on, man. your mm-hmm. <laughs> <like>, time, champion. <laughs> yeah. By the way, like their obsession with Daniel is like the champion from like 30 years ago, and it's just like, what about the other people?
1: <laughs> I felt that too. I felt that too because I was like. Is, is he the OG and I was like well the cha- the tournament was going on before he joined so and after he joined so like what makes him like is he the only two-time champion is that why I,
0: I don't know but like you know the, the the reigning champion was there I mean like he was uh, Tanner the one who oh, you know, yes. who made a speech like uh, we must stand up against hatred and like those, those were like one of the little writing things where I was just like are you making fun of like people who are like this or are you just I don't know like is it, it, is it all jokes or like, do you not like this type? Like, mm-hmm. is there some liminal writing in here? But again, I could be thinking too hard. Uh, season two, the school fight. I love that school fight. I, I always think about that school fight. Uh, even though I, I, you know, guilty, I haven't rewatched the last five episodes of season two. I still remember in my head and like just being completely blown away that they were able to like, just take everything like just like like the fact that they just did that scene was amazing astounding like I just can't believe they did like they did that I was like shocked and I was like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen (laughs) like I cannot believe like I don't even think Karate Kid was like this absurd with like like some of their action stuff and like and like a lot of the choreograph the choreograph is just like really good too like I, I enjoyed the fights they were all good and i was on the scene in my pants for like uh miguel when he fell um at the time season three was already out and um like we'd had to see like his progress and stuff like that which we'll talk about when it, uh, in its time mm-hmm. but um i also like how john crease was just like a cobra like he even said it himself you know uh cobras are like the like the the other like hibernation thing like when they're waiting in the dirt to, like, come out. I forget what he calls it, but, like, um, and it's just, like, yo, metaphor, metaphor, metaphor. Like, he, priest <laughs> uh, was just, like, in the dirt, waiting to just c- come out and, like, strike. You know, he was awake, not asleep. You know, all that stuff. And the fact that, like, he played, like, he played Pal- Palpatine, you know, like Palpatine and like Darth Sidious, like in episode one through three, like Palpatine was like this good man, like, Oh, this man can do anything wrong. Like let's give him all the emergency powers. Like, like that's so that's fine. He's totally not evil. He's totally not going to like be a Sith Lord. And like, that's what Kreese was doing here. Like, sure. We know Kreese was a bad guy, like from th- three movies ago, but now he's changed. Like he's in a homeless shelter. Like he, he, had he was down on his left which i thought was very funny that like he referenced the fact that like yeah losing cobra kai actually ruined his life and made him homeless <laughs> essentially that was like the implication of like uh going back to part three and like dude were there no jobs like there was no- <laughs> what
1: have you been doing
0: <laughs> yeah so it's just like i don't know i just thought it was funny like that was the like he attributed that to like him being homeless to like losing cobra kai uh, And yeah, I like that. I hate Stingray. I just like, I don't like him. I can't stand him. Um, I know we didn't talk about like the, um, the game that they played in the woods.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is
0: like, I, I didn't want like Miguel to win. Like I wanted Miguel to win. I didn't want this guy to win. Like, it was just like, it's so annoying that he was in here at all, but, um, it, It makes up for it later in season four, which we'll talk about.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: But regardless, I hate Stingray. I wish he wasn't in this show, but um, he's in it. He's part of it. So the other thing is like, I, I don't, again, you know, I hate my boy Daniel in this, you know, like, I think like, like, here's the thing. I think dad, I think uh, Ralph Macchio is a good actor. And I think like the, I think like the characterization uh, and, like, where the character's going is great. Like, I'm enjoying Daniel Russo, But, like, as a fan of Karate Kid and knowing, like, what Miyagi's all about, I know Daniel's not going on the path that Miyagi wanted. And, like, that's intentional. Like, that isn't something, like, the writers, like, ignored. Like, they did it, like, the writers for the next Karate Kid did of, like, all the Miyagi-isms in there. Like, they know that what they're doing when it comes to Daniel's character. Like, Daniel's forgetting what mr. Miyagi actually taught him and what mm-hmm. he actually teaches taught him about karate and it's just like it's heartbreaking you know because like he reveres like he really he brings up Miyagi all the time and the fact that this isn't what Miyagi would have wanted it's just like or you know we honestly we would never know because Miyagi's dead sure. like but like the Miyagi we all know from um part one through three anyway, you know, part four, maybe not, but part one through three, like, I don't think he would want any of this for Daniel, you know, Daniel was living a happy life, Daniel is, um, had, like, support from his wife, his job was great, um, he had that weird gimmick with the, the bonsai trees, I, which I, I don't know how I feel about that, I feel like it's kind of weird, <laughs> uh, ca- capitalizing on someone's culture, like, that's just what the white man does, I guess, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um but like you know daniel also gets made fun of for that you know uh daniel lerrasis <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep there it is <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's just like people know what daniel's doing is like maybe you shouldn't be taking someone else's culture and making it your own you know um and there there's a lot of bits of that too like even in season 1 where uh kyler was at their house this asian man asian american man was being served sushi and daniel just assumed that this Asian mm-hmm. man was going to like sushi. And, you know, it turns out he hates fish. And he even asked him, like, where are your parents from? <laughs> and it's like, uh, like, with the expectation that, like, he was going to say some Asian country. But, you know, he's from California. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think Daniel, it's very interesting to see his path. But also, Daniel, just sometimes Daniel also needs to just shut up and talk to people rather than just like going headfirst yes. into a lot of situations. But um, I digress. We'll, we could talk about Daniel forever, honestly. But I think like, I, I don't hate his character. I just think like, this is typical Daniel LaRusso. And um, he's going to learn that lesson, uh, I think towards the end.
1: I think so too. I mean, it's like um, kind of how Amanda says, we all make mistakes. It's what we do next that counts.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, um, which one of these are your favorite seasons so far? Like one and two? Oh.
1: I think even though there's really good moments of season two, I think season. I oh, it's hard. It's hard. I think season one. I think season one, just because you're really establishing the dynamic of Johnny and Miguel. Um <laughs> Oh, see but how, i'm conflicted because then season two is the bad shit crazy that we all know and love and that we love to give into it but i think like the overall like plot of it like this whole you know old rivalry getting back together you're seeing the flaws you're seeing all these characters um because there's a lot of character development that hasn't in, in season two but also there's like random things i have that i'm gonna say season one i think season one
0: yeah yeah that's, that's a very interesting take i like season two because like all the bat shitness, but like, I think what I can give season one is like, it tells a cohesive story. Like, I feel like it doesn't rely, it relies on the, the movies, but like, you know, it helps with the flashbacks and everything, but I feel like season one is very good at like telling one cohesive story with a twist at the end. If you wanted to go there, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there, there wasn't any like loose ends. I feel like in season one that like, Oh, uh, Daniel's going to start a karate school like that's what he proposed like sure that we don't we don't really need to see too much of that but like it seems like it would have I feel like it would have satisfied me if we had this one season actually no it wouldn't satisfy me because like <laughs> uh, yeah crease is there like oh my god I want to see what crease I want to see crease I want to see him I want to see what he does but like you know I feel like for the general viewer like I feel like it would be just satisfying to have this one season like there's nothing there's no loose ends there and it gets you excited for a possibility of a season two. Whereas I think the other seasons, um, like, you know, everything relies on like all the questions that you have answered in each previous season, whereas season Mm. one is more condensed. Uh, I, yeah, I do love season two. I think, um, I think everyone's more comfortable with where they are with their characters and everything. Like I think season one is kind of like just, getting our footing in like figuring out what this show is going to be like how how far can we push the envelope here um there are some moments in season one where yes things kind of go out of hand but it's quickly addressed if you like but whereas in season two once you add someone like John Kreese like everything gets out of control <laughs> and then like season three mm-hmm. and then season four what happens like it is completely a mess and it's a be- like it's so chaotic and good. <laughs> it's just like yeah I, I think I like season two because everyone's more comfortable with where they are. Um, I think some of the cinema, like the cinema, like, I don't think the cinematography is great. Like I, in any of these shows, I think they're fine. You know, it's not like it, it, it doesn't blow me away or anything like that, but it's, um, it shot well, I will say, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I like season two. Um, we're not going to put it on a ranking like board yet because I want to rank I want to rank Cobra Kai against the movies because I want to talk about the movies Ooh, in comparison yeah. to this TV show that has a lot of seasons that's not going to be over yet because by the time we record part two of this we'll uh, we're still get season five and I think one more season away from this being over.
1: I think so too. I think that there's a lot more to that they can easily play off of and and build with, but. Yeah, I think as of right now, like it's like season one, season two, like not very far off from like, and I think that's where I'm still conflicted because like like you said, there's just so much good between the two.
0: How are you going to get on the red carpet, Marley, for season five?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to send all the emails.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Like a lot of people just like send videos of like, hey, uh, producers, directors of Cobra Kai, uh, creators, please like invite us over to like the red carpet type of thing. Like that's, and usually that's how they get in. But like, how do you how do you get how do you like how do we get there? How do we get to, on the red carpet to like see the show?
1: We need to make like a video montage of us, like uh, like we have been fans since this this year, this many years, and we have talked on the podcast. Like, uh, we have to like write our like yeah. our wants yeah. and needs in there.
0: <laughs> what if I put you on the spot and like I I want you to like propose to uh, hold on, let's, let's oh, do it. yeah propose oh what are the names ah, to Josh John and. Hayden right now. Like let's propose to them. You start. Okay. Thank you
1: guys for the amazing show that you have created. I'm sure you get this many times, but we are one of the most dedicated fans in the entire world. We love it so much that we made a podcast just to discuss the things that we like, we love, and that we hate, and that we, you know, the disagreements we have just because we love talking and living and breathing in this show. So I know it's probably just a call away, a thing that you hear all the time, but It would mean the absolute world, universe. It would be the ultimate dream to walk that red carpet because it's another way of us living in this amazing, incredible space that you guys created with Cobra Kai.
0: Yeah, I will add to that and say, we were both born in the 90s. So uh, Karate Kid is not even in our vocabulary as like babies compared to like the people who have been on the show. Like, well, the OG people anyways. But um, we've been a fan of, the movies and this show is literally like brought uh, not only us together but brought so many people together during like the pandemic like this is a show that a lot of people talk about and like it brings a lot of people so much joy I think like it res- the Cobra Kai respects their characters their legacy characters anyway in a way that a lot of returning franchises don't you know and it's very refreshing to see like to get these news stories from these people that uh we've been fan of as a kid and even that like the, the people who made it like who have been fans of it for a long time as well um also you know ralph machio helped me discover my sexuality it would be really cool to see him um like <laughs> and tell him that and see just like just see how uncomfortable he would be and it's just like that would just it would be a dream to see him and just handshake him or give him a hug or something um also I do love my cousin Vinny um I haven't seen it in a while but he's in my cousin Vinny as well and the outsiders
1: yeah, yes oh that's that was me seventh grade when we watched it in my English class I was like
0: Hello. <laughs> exactly I mean, even him as a 50 year old man it's like damn dude you look exactly the same you look exactly the same like do you do like are do they lock you up in a freezer raf macho if you're listening to this do they lock you up in a freezer to like make you as young as you are right now i digress but no it would be great uh please bring us on that red carpet because wow that would be amazing i think that would be really cool um i don't even know if they do a red carpet but like i just want to like. It would be cool to like just talk to like interview um, like the cast of the show, like anybody just like, just come on, yeah. come on sometime. We'll, when we talk about season five, like we, we could like, we could all just chill. But anyway, um, please do. We've been doing this podcast for the last month and almost like month and a half, like, I guess, like because yeah. the next episode's coming out May 12 and this show will never end and as long as there's Cobra Kai, <laughs> we're going to be watching it. So, um, it would be I. It would be a dream to be on the red carpet. So please consider us um for whatever red carpet exclusive um, interviews or merch. I would love to. I I will I will sink low and wear the merchandise and sell out for Cobra Kai. So
1: absolutely, I'm already there. She's <laughs> already doing it.
0: Look, I'm not wearing anything Cobra Kai because I am going on a trip, as I said at the top of the show. So I. Uh, I don't I'm trying to say money but I am going to take Cobra Kai live and badass so I'll be there at least maybe I'll give you guys my card and like do the embarrassing like <laughs> hey come on my show here's my card
1: yeah <laughs>
0: anyway all right that's our pitch there I guess I don't know it was fun
1: I feel like I if I was there I'd be like for sure <laughs> or they'll probably
0: say like no because uh the one guy was being very like was being weird about Ralph Moss <laughs> show no, no. <laughs> no, no. It's very respectful to Ralph Machio. Absolutely. But he, he is a looker, you know, he has his fans mm-hmm. of all genders.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, all right, Marley. So this is the end of Cobra Kai part one of our reactions um and review of season one and two. Uh we'll be back May 2nd, May 12th, sorry, not May 2nd, May 12th for Cobra Kai season three and four and my reaction to cobra kai live and badass so that'll be fun um marley d- send us off with the last word uh
1: hope everybody's having a good day if you haven't already subscribed to the channel subscribe to all audio platforms like we are here to discuss fun things come hang out with us i mean it's two hours of a good time you can even put it in while you're driving in your car um but yeah another great time we'll hanging out with Sid and have
0: a great day. <laughs> All right. Wayward Artist. without further ado.
1: It's been real.